Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hi, I'm Mark Crossley and you're listening to the Prawn Sandwich Podcast. How's the bacon, did you say? Welcome to the Prawn Sandwich Podcast. I am Nathan Cupid. Uh, no Jamie or Dylan today. Work and everything's gotten in the way, so going going solo again. But I am joined by our sponsor, Stephen from T7 Clothing. Welcome back, Sunshine. Hello, mate. You all right? I'm all good, mate. All good. Absolute pleasure to have you back on the podcast. I've, I've, I've been waiting. so this week's episode we are we're staying away from European football tournament football top flight football we are delving into the bottom of the performance pyramid and we're delving into the non-league section so whether it's whether the lads have actually got some on or they're just because they've you know, it's not it's not a subject everybody knows things about, so they've maybe just bottled it, I don't know, but we're going to hit it head on anyways. But you are someone who has a little bit of experience in the non-league, aren't you? So that's why yeah, we've got well, you on. A bit, I suppose. I played, played like Northern League and stuff like that, but never, never anything too crazy. But yeah, it's been like grassroots and stuff's always been me prefer to go and watch that than watch well watch Sunderland anyway <laughs> we've had a better start this season though oh I've been class man been class <laughs> like we do, we're doing a charity do for our Saturday side in a few weeks time and um, uh, uh, McGeady give us a signed shirt um, and so did Elliot Embleton as well so it's Ooh, like, like that been class love it love it so apart from playing, obviously you don't live where I live. So yeah. obviously you 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 watch and you've played a bit of non-league football. So what's what which is your local non-league side? Well, when I was growing up, it was always Dur- like Durham City. Yeah. Durham City had a mint side. When I was at school, we had me and a few of the lads got a ball boy for them. Like when they were really good, like they got up near the conference and stuff like that, and then. Because they had an artificial pitch, they weren't allowed to go any further. They lost loads of sponsors and all that sort of stuff and then ended up dropping right down. And now they play in the Northern League. Yeah. Um, but don't have a ground or anything like that. So it's gone from like sort of nearly being a league football team. To, yeah. To now being literally where people who were playing Sunday morning football are playing for them. So it's yeah. like it's completely different, but yeah, they used to have a great side when I was little and we used to go and ball boy and that was fantastic. But as you say, shit happens, I suppose. Yeah, I suppose. It's but a shame, really, because there's a few teams that have artificial pitches now. It's mental, isn't it? Like, yeah. It must have been about 
15, 20 years ago, and they weren't allowed to go any higher because of the pitch. But now <laughs> you get in, you see in the Champions League, don't you? Like when they go and play like, well, yeah, God knows, and I bought it's plastic. And I used to think, well, that's to be shit on Durham, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, where, where I live in Cumbria, there's we've had a few hit or miss sides, so we've had like working and working and never quite made it to national level, but they played Conference North. Uh, Barrow, now a league football club. They've been in the, in the conference in the non-league. Carlisle have played in the non-league. Um, you know, you got, we had the, the Celtic Nation for a little bit. Yeah, they came and played in the Northern League as well. We played against them a few times. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, We've had a couple of lads on that have played for them. The Celtic, they had a... Uh, they had... Um, do you remember Nathan Luscombe who used to play for yeah. Sunday? He played for them as well. He was a good lad. He was a good player and all liked to be fair. I'm sure um, I think Jeff Smith played for them as well. He used to yeah. play for like Bolton and that when he was younger. He played for them. They were throwing some money about like... They yeah, they were. They were. And it all ended dramatically. But that's that's all I've got really is, as far as it... I think maybe it's Gretna like back in before they went into the Scottish... Leagues, I think they played in like the Unibond League at one point, and then they yeah. went into the Scottish divisions as well and did what they did in Scotland. But there's been a few, there's been a few sides over it this side of, of the of the country where we've been nothing too successful. But you know, non-leagues, non-league, you, you can't beat a freezing cold Tuesday night in like Droylsden or something. It's it's mad, like, because I've been listening to another podcast recently, and I don't, do you know if you watched the air, the, the Salford documentary when that was on the telly? Did yeah. you watch that? Yeah. Like Gareth said it, who used to play for them. He's play up front. He was like yeah. a model, a bit of a funny lad. Well, him and another lad have brought a podcast out all about non-league football, so I had to listen to that, and it was really good crap. But uh, they, were saying, they were talking about all these teams and stuff who they played for and stuff like that, and they're like, oh, it was a long drive and stuff like that to uh, to get the, to get to a game and like oh, it was half an hour away, it was forty five minutes and I was just thinking like there's so many teams for them down Manchester way yeah like, absolutely all in this like little area where you, like, you don't have to uh, you don't have to like travel that far but for people where like well yourself and where I'm from like in Durham northeast the closest team for us to go and do anything above Northern League was like Blythe Spartans, which was an is an hour drive from where I am. Yeah. And then you had Darlington, who started like again again. They started yeah. Northern League and had to go back up. And they were really your only options, unless you drove to Whitby. So it was like, it was always a massive drive. And there's so many players down that way who are knocking about earning like good money non-league. Yeah. But there's so many teams down that way on it, probably a bit easier. Yeah, absolutely. They say you've got even even got like Julio Arca playing for like South Shields and that. Yeah, what what's the <laughs> thing? Like over the last few years, there's quite a few sides. Like the Northern League changed the rules, I think, and a lot of them used to win the Northern League. Like Spennymoor used to be like winning the Northern League all the time. Yeah, and they would never get promoted because all they'd lose all their players. Yeah, like, I don't want to do all that traveling. But now Spennymoor, Mask. There's another uh, Stockton and Shildon, I think it is, have all been promoted over the last few years. So now there's a few more options around here for the lads yeah. that want to like, sort of kick on. But, yeah, they've been really, 
really successful, like especially like Darlow. When Darlow played, dropped down, they just went straight through every league, like getting promoted every year, which was great. Like, do they still play at the stadium? <laughs> yeah, it's like a, it's it's literally done for like music and stuff now. Like, wow. it, it wasn't used for anything for a while. If I'm honest, I don't really know where they play now. <laughs> but um, they were sharing a ground with Bishop Auckland when they played Northern League. Yeah. And then they've definitely got their own place now, but I, I couldn't tell you where it is, to be honest. <laughs> so we'll we'll move on from a, like a brief introduction. And um, so we're just going to your experiences with the non-league, mate. Like, like how high of a standard have you played? And um, well, highest I've played, I played for Blythe Spartans. I had like a well, nearly a full season there. Um, but when I started. I was signed for Bishop Auckland, which was like Northern League Division One when I was 17. Um, just playing at college and we were doing well. There's quite a few of us, like quite a few young lads. There was two lads who'd signed before I did um, and they did really well. Um, and then the, the manager of our college team got the Bishop Auckland job. Yeah. Um, and then he signed me and another lad and we went there and he had like a few older lads there who'd been around like that level and higher for a while. And then he sort of, I don't think he had much of a budget, if I'm honest. And I think that was most most of the reason we, we sort of got our opportunity. Um, so he had like a few older lads who was probably given a few, a bit of money to, to yeah. keep them about. Like we had um, a lad up front called Wayne Gredziak who he played higher and he was our centre forward. We had a centre half who I reckon he was paying some money to. And the rest of us were just young lads. And uh, we, we just did what we were told, basically. And <laughs> we did all right. We, we signed and Bishop were like pretty much bottom of that league. And we stayed up. And then and then the year after, we really kicked on. We had a really good season. And I think he got given some more money, brought in some more players. And, and we just sort of did really well. We, we sort of stayed in the, in the first and went up a little bit, and then the year after we were sort of like sixth or something. Yeah. Um, and I left after that. In the year I left, which I was devastated about in the end, I left, and then the year they won the league cup. And that was good. <laughs> <laughs> that was a bit good, but there were still loads of my mates there, so so they they I was buzzing for them. Yeah. Yeah, I made a, a bad choice and left, and went and played. <laughs> uh, I went and played for another side who basically. I was a young lad. I was like nineteen, twenty, and they're like, oh, we'll, "We'll give you some. We'll give you some money, and we're building this team. We've got such and such, such and such." And I was like, "All right, I sound sound good, to me." <laughs> yeah. And I went, and it was absolutely shit. <laughs> it was so bad. That's what happens, I suppose, when people tell you what you want to hear. Yeah, exactly. So you make a mistake, you don't really know. Yeah. But, Sometimes the grass isn't always greener, but you don't, you don't know unless you try. That's a thing. I've you don't that know. Hard way. <laughs> like two or three times, man. Bishop was unbelievable. Like because when we were at college, uh, Colin Myers, he was the manager, and he um, he sort of like we got a few months into the season at college, and I don't think we really expected to do very well. Like we had a handful of good players and then some other lads who were sort of not really that asked. And we started <laughs> really well. And uh, it was quite a competitive league. Like you had like Gateshead College were in our league and obviously yeah. Gateshead had a first team. So anyone who was really good in a, in the Northeast would go to Gateshead College in the hope of getting an opportunity to play for like yeah. 
their reserves and getting the first team and stuff like that. Um, so we did. So we did. Yeah, we played it. It was a decent standard, but we didn't really have the greatest of like squads or anything. And we, we started really well. And come Christmas, we um, we went into training one day, and uh, they like usually like we'd go in and they'd be like your names would be on the board of what you had to do. So like be like. Uh, Nathan Balls, so you'd be in charge of the balls pumped up. If there wasn't the right amount came back in that went out, everybody uh, would get like punished with running and stuff like that. It was so, <laughs> it was so like professional for a college thing. It was like quite old school as well, and it was good. And then we sort of did well anyway. And then he, he said to us, "Right, look, he said, I'll be honest, didn't expect us to do this well. Didn't expect us to learn as quickly as you've learned. But how do you want to do the second half of the season?" Just want to just continue the way we've been doing it, or do you want to go and win something and actually do it properly? And everyone was like, "Well, we want to win something, otherwise we wouldn't be playing football." Yeah, exactly. Um, and he went right. He said, "Starting, I think it was the next session." He said, "Everything will be completely different." But we thought it was very professional anyway. Coming out of kids <laughs> football, we were like, "Well, what what else can change?" But it was just like that. Just changed it, and within within like six months of of been in those sort of conditions, I reckon about eight of our lads had signed Northern League at 17, 18, and it was like, it just changed. Yeah. It was so good, like, with some of the stuff that that he did, he just, like, said, look, uh, the changing room's your place, I'll not come in there unless I'm doing a team talk. And he said, like, to some of the lads that were in their second year, use run the changing rooms. Like, use make sure if anything goes wrong or someone gets into trouble, I'm going to come and say you. And you're gonna go and save the younger lads and, and just little things like that. Yeah. And then when we went to play Northern League, we went in and we weren't the older ones, we were the younger ones who were like sort of getting told blah blah blah. And yeah, I think him signing us Northern League and playing at college at the same time helped us at college, and then it helped us when we moved out of college into like proper adults football. Yeah, we sort of ready, and it was it was so good, so good. Unreal. It was insane, like. <laughs> but yeah, we had a mint side of Bishop, mate. Like we had, um, you 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 might know, um, Peter Jeffries was the goalkeeper. He um, he's from Hartlepool, but he signed for he signed for Blythe a few years later. Um, and you know when they played Birmingham in the third round. Yeah, the club. He, he, he was the goalie that day when all the fans are abusing them from behind yeah. the goal. You might have seen the video. Chanting new fat bastards and all sorts <laughs> like that. just trying to dig him with an elbow and stuff like that. Like he, Peter was uh, honestly like I learned so much. Like he obviously been a goalkeeper, but I learned so much from him. Like of how to handle yourself on the pitch and not let anybody get the upper hand on you. And even if you're playing badly, you can you can still work harder than someone. It's all them little things. And but Peter was like on the pitch, like. No one was his mate. Like even if he'd known your years he was playing against you, he'd, he'd absolutely rinse you until the final whistle went. And then afterwards, it was like, "How are we going the bar?" It was just <laughs> so good, like that. Man. Like, it was brilliant. And but some of the stuff that he used to do, like you, you, you hear it, like you're seeing the class of '92, the, the film. Yeah. They tell you about all the stuff they used to do, like the youngins, and they had to have all their ori- what's orientations or whatever they're called. Yeah. Um. It was once we were in, we were after, after the game, we were in the shower. We were standing up in the shower. All of a sudden, I'm thinking, 
this water's coming out fucking pretty slow here, isn't it? Standing there trying to get a wash under these shitty showers, it's terrible coming out. <laughs> I think, oh, fuck it. And then I've turned around and I think, what is that? And he is behind us just pissing up my back. <laughs> and I was just like, what the fuck are you doing, man? I was like 18, 19 year old. He was only about 24, 25. But he'd obviously had that happen to him. Yes. Sort of. So I thought, well, I'm the older one now. I'm going to get someone with it. <laughs> some of the stuff, mate, like some of the stories, like I'll, like, because I've started being, well, I'm 30 now. So, like, when I play, I'm one of the older ones. So, we tell yeah. some of the youngins now some of the stuff that used to happen when we were playing, like Northern League and that. And they'll be like, are you fucking mental? You can't do that. <laughs> people. You can't. Like, but it was, it, it was like that. And, you wouldn't dare see anything either. You'd just like, <laughs> what are you fucking doing? And then like, just get out of the way. You were just mental. Absolutely mental. But yeah, it was so good. Like it probably shaped us up to actually, yeah, to go and play adults football. And a lot of the stuff that I do now when I coach and stuff is because of that. Like, yeah. it, you, you've got to find it. You've got to sort of have that mentality. If you want to win something, you've got to really knuckle down and, take the shit that you get and move forward. Like you have to, you have to be strong mentally. Absolutely. But I, I like we, it. We had, we had a great time there. And then as I say, I left, I went to Chesley Street who were league below because they filled us full of wind saying, oh, we'll, we'll, we'll get promoted, blah, blah, blah. We'll <laughs> play every minute and all this. I went there, it was, it was shit. Um, and then in the same season, I left there again and went to Towler who were in the same league. And again, that was it was a bit better. Played all the time and stuff like that, and and uh, it was really it was good. There was a few mates there, and we had a half decent season. We 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 played Chesney Street that year after I'd left, and we beat them, which was nice. But, <laughs> um, it didn't didn't really stay there very long. And then the next season, I went to um, play for Crook Crook Town, who was the same league, but that year was again like from. Going from Bishop to Chester and Towler was like going from like a man's team who had like this mentality of we want to all go and do X, Y, and Z. Yeah. Went to Chester and Towler, and it was sort of all over the place. Yeah. And like I was, I'd had like structure at the college and then structure at Bishop, and I knew who was in charge of what. And you don't back answer him because he'll probably punch your head in, stuff like that. Like <laughs> you, you knew your place and went yeah. there. And it was sort of like lads just coming up with like mad excuses. Like, oh, I'm not a training on Wednesday because of like, I, I don't know, I'm at work. And it's like, well, you can't help work. But other stuff like, oh, I can't come because I've got, I've got, I don't know, I've, I've got a cold or something stupid. Like that. <laughs> I'm going Bishop, for a meal with the missus. Yeah, they're them sort of stuff. Like, <laughs> like Sunday league crack. Yeah. And it's just <laughs> like, I wouldn't have dared miss training. I wouldn't ever have said that because it just wouldn't have went down well or I'd have lost my place in the team or, and it was just weird. We went to Crook and we had, um, uh, Gary Pearson was the manager. He used to play for Darlington when they were in the league. Yeah. And, and he was this sort of similar to Colin, like quite old school. Um, you knew where, you knew what you had to do. You knew your roles and it was mint. It was a good class again. And we won the league got promoted um, and it was unreal so good some of the players that were there had played professional like Gaz had himself the manager uh, there was a lad there called uh, Richard Hodgson who played for Darling as well he used to be pro 
Yeah. What, what a player he was. Like, unbelievable. Just one minute didn't look arsed. And then the next minute, <laughs> he just megged someone and scored. And I was just like, I, I don't know how people, how people have that. <laughs> just natural ability to, like, just do that. But Crook was unbelievable, mate. Like, again, it was a lot of them stupid stories like Peter and... We were when we when we got promoted. We were playing there. Oh well, it'll have been away Whitehaven. We yeah, Whitehaven away. We were on the bus on the way back, um, and the lads were obviously buzzing because we were just getting promoted, and they were like just they were just like a different breed. I think I was only still 21, 22, so I was still quite young. And these lads were like absolutely mortal on the back of the bus, <laughs> and I was just sat like just playing on my phone or whatever, and then. Look round, and there's one of the lads who played up front for us. Uh, he got called Buster, um, and he was just completely naked on this coach, <laughs> on this coach. <laughs> and down the front, you had all the people that used to like all the committee members, the chairman, uh, some of the old blokes, and that that used to come and watch. Like you didn't get a lot of fans, so yeah. to speak. But it would be about, I'd say about 30, 40 people down the front of the bus who didn't know him at all. Just got completely <laughs> naked, knob out, and everything. Sprints down the middle of the bus, gets to the front, and just starts jumping about, dancing on people, singing, shouting, "We're going up, we're going up!" And then he starts like busting at these old people, <laughs> just like, "What is he doing?" <laughs> and I was, I just thought, like, now, just I know it's only been a short bit of time, like eight, nine year or whatever. But like some of the lads I play with now, if they seen that, they'd like tell the man and that I'm not going back there. That's disgusting. <laughs> and it's just like it was just insane. Like so good. Like was same day, someone there because there was no toilet on the bus, so lads are like pissing in bottles and stuff. Someone just went, "Oh, you've got got called Minter." Minter was so like he was mental, proper hard as fuck as well. And he just went pissed in a bottle. And before he put the lid on, someone went, "I dare you drink that. I'll give you twenty quid." And he was like, ah, 20 quid's not worth it. You know, 30, deal. Boy, just drunk his own piss for 30 quid. And I was just like, <laughs> looking around thinking, what the fuck is going on here? But now that was like so, it was unbelievable, like really. And I've never, since since that, I've never really had a team where we've had like crazy stories. And yeah. Stuff like that. It was just, I don't know, I just think, I don't know. Well, it made me a better player, if I'm honest. It gives yeah. you that, like, that you never forget. Like, it's been so long, and I'll see them. If I see one of them now, or I'll let that on, because we're all a bit older and some of us coach, or like, you'll take your band to football or something like that, and I'll, you'll see each other, and it's like, remember when you drank that piss? It's just so good. Like, you make so many good friends, you know what I mean? Football's like, it's incredible. But yeah, I was, I was there for. A year we did that and then I did the whole of like pre-season the next year and I got a, a phone call in that pre-season of Colin who was a bishop in college he'd gone to Blythe as the assistant manager yeah. and he rang us and asked us if I would go um, and I was still like a bit like well we've just won the league do you know what I mean and I was like I don't I'm really happy like it's, it's amazing and I'd been yeah. moving about a bit with the other two teams and and stupidly because I had no advice at all I said no I said no <laughs> from going from Northern League to Blythe Spartans and I was like no mate I'm quite happy where I am we've just won the league I'm playing blah 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 and then as ruthless as it is four games into the season manager of Angers is crook and he's like look I don't see you playing much 
So I think it would be better if you went found another club. <laughs> you fucking what? I was not. I was really annoyed about it because I told him as well yeah. in pre-season when they were, and I said, "Look, there, he's rang us, but I'm quite happy." Like, and if he'd have said then, "Look, there, he might not play that much this season," I'd have left there and then. I'd have gone. Yeah, and I might have been playing in the third round of the cup. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> but I didn't, and then I, I left Crook when he said that I needed to, and I went to Durham City. Which was like mid, like it was amazing because when I was a kid and I was like ball boy there, and yeah. it was like, I know it's not like Sunderland, do you know what I mean? But well, no, but it's it's yeah. you know what I mean. Like yeah, I get, I know what you mean. Like it's gone full circle. Yeah, so it was it was Elish, and uh, went there and we had a mint side again. We were like top six of the Northern League first, which was the yeah. one that Crook got promoted into. So yeah. I sort of never had to drop down. If anything, I went to a better team, which was yeah. good. Um, we had some great players there as well. We had a lad called um, Daniel Madden. I went to school with him and he was captain of Sunderland Reserves for years. Um, and then he, he got released from there and he played along around the Northern League and that for years. He was there. And then that season, um, Olivia Bernard bought Durham City. I don't know if you remember when that happened or all like that. Wow. Yeah, it was a bit mental at the time. Like, it was exciting when we found out because we were flying and they were like, um, well, someone's trying to buy the club. And we were like, someone's trying to buy the club? Like, it's a Northern League <laughs> club. I didn't even know that happened. And then uh, I was like in the local paper and that, and, and it was on Twitter and stuff. And they were like, what the fuck's going on here? And it was like Olivia Bernard. And I was thinking, wow. that's insane. That, that push that got insane. knocked out by Lauren Robert. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he was sound, he was a good bloke, but like obviously he had his own ideas for what he wanted the club to go and do and be and stuff like that. And I think, if I'm honest, I think he thought he was buying more than what he got because I think obviously, I don't think he'd uh, done as much like looking into it as he, as he maybe yeah. should have because he bought the club and the club where we are, we played somewhere called Ferrance Park, which is where Durham's always played. Yeah. But it, it's not, it wasn't Durham Stadium sort of thing. So yeah. they just rented it. They rented to play there. And I think when he bought the club, he thought he was getting that as well. Aye. So he, he sort of basically you bought Durham. You didn't have a ground because it was rented. All you had was the players that were on contract and the equipment. Really. That's like, it. There, there was nothing else there. Yeah. So. He did that and he sort of tried to change it into this um, feeder club for, for academies and stuff like that. And within a few months, by the end of this, like by the end of the season, the whole thing had changed. Like we lost all them lads who had been there for most of the season. Yeah. Um, and we still finished all right, but it was it was one of them where you were thinking, right, if we finish where we are now, then next season we can maybe go again. But it, we never got the chance because the whole thing just changed and we started getting like these lads in from France and stuff and it was like they, they weren't they weren't actually good enough yeah because they didn't have that sort of like they never played non-league football in England basically do you know what I mean like they didn't yeah. it was completely different but he did he did obviously have his contacts Bernard and stuff but you would turn up to training and there'd just be like three people there who no one knew who they were like everywhere there yeah. Ready, to, ready to train, and you'd be like, "Who is that?" And you'd ask the manager. It was great coaches at the time. We had a lad called 
Adam Furness and uh, Skinner who were there and they were so good coach they worked for like Northumbria FA and stuff they were so good yeah. and, and he'd be like I don't know <laughs> and you'd be like, you're, you're the manager, so it was like you started interfering in little things like that at first, and it just got a bit, a bit strange. But he brought him. I don't know if you remember, he was playing for Newcastle. Richard Offiyong. Yeah, well, he's played yeah. Carlisle. Richard Offiyong. Yeah. yeah, he came. He came to Durham. He, he came and he, he he trained for a bit. Um, he played one game. I can't remember if he scored or anything, but <laughs> he played one game. Uh, but in training, um. It was like, again, for me, like I've obviously never, that was as high as I'd played at Durham at the time. And yeah. In training, just little things that I'd never, never seen before. He would do just like little bits of movement. Like I was marking him on this game we were playing and I was playing centre half and he was obviously up front. And he like, he sort of pulled us away from where I was supposed to be. He was obviously creating yeah. the space he wanted to go in. And he went to run off the back of us. And then as I turned, as I looked at him and then I looked away, he checked and went in front of us and scored. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, what just happened there? <laughs> I, like, I, had him, I had him right there. And then he just disappeared and scored. But that, that's, a, that's the like difference in the levels of the of players. Like, that's why he played for Newcastle for a bit. you know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah, completely. Like, yeah. I can remember, it's not Saturday League or anything like that, but I, I played, when I was about 18, I played for... He started playing Sunday League football and all that. And a lad used to play for Carlisle and Gretna called Brendan McGill. And he was playing for a team called Parkland and Peter Murphy, who used to play for Carlisle and all that. He'd started it. So I, I was just like just like a young lad. And I, I got told to play on the left wing, which I don't know why, because I've never had pace in my life. So I don't know why I got <laughs> told to play on there. Tell me about it. And I just got, told to, just got told to mark Brendan McGill. And honestly, he had my life for a full 90 minutes. I had no idea where I was going. And then you're coming off that pitch and like, as much as like I tell lads in the pub or like things like that, like, you know, oh, I had to mark Richard, uh, Brendan McGill and all that. Like they laugh at you thinking like, oh, it's only Brendan McGill, but they've been, oh, they've been paid to play football. So like, if he's yeah. that good at that level, imagine what like, you know, like Ryan Giggs at my United's going to be like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. This is the thing, like you, I, some of the lads I've played with and against and stuff like that. Like I just think, is it as good as it gets? Like there's better than that. Like yeah. some of them are like, unbelievable, and I'm thinking, like I think I'm all right at football, but you are like ten times better than me, and we're playing in the same league. So <laughs> the the standard as it goes up the leagues must be incredible. Absolutely. Like, you watch things on the telly and you think, oh, he's made a mistake here, he's made a mistake there, and you think. Actually, have you seen who he's playing against? Do you know what yeah, I mean? Like, completely. These guys must be insane, like absolutely insane. Yeah, absolutely. It, it's easy enough to be stood in a pub with a pint in your hand and telling him what to do, or even be sat in front of a laptop recording yeah. yourself for a podcast saying, like, this player's crap and he's shite and that. But ultimately, yeah. there's a reason why he gets paid the money he gets paid. Exactly, mate. I mean, when we, when, like, one of the last seasons I think I played in the Northern League, was like before I had the bands and stuff because it was just a bit much to, to I couldn't can't do everything basically. Yeah. Um, and we played against Shields and I was playing for I'd actually gone back to Crook. It was just like after Blythe and stuff well, I'll, I'll get to Blythe because that was like another world for me when I went there. <laughs> but I'd gone back to Crook because I think Colin had gone there again or something. So I'd, I'd gone there and I was playing we had a really good side and I was thinking we, we would do all right here. And we played South Shields in a, in a game 
and uh, I was captain, and I was like absolutely buzzing. And Arca was their captain, <laughs> so I, I said to my dad, I was like, Dad, if Arca plays that game, I'm gonna get to shake his hand before the game. I'm gonna get to go and shake his hand before <laughs> the game, and they did. And honestly, like I had the old, um, I can't, it was probably after this one. It was the Nike one. Yeah, like the little V-neck. I had that with Arca Thirty Three on the back, and like when I was a kid, and to go up and shake his hand, I was like, I always wanted to play with him, but I'm playing against him. He's in your head and already, I, mate. Yeah, he had the Played sentiment fairly incredible, but um, we got beat like four one, I think. Yeah, um, and uh, came off after the game, and I was thinking we've played all right there, but they had they had like. He had another lad of fun called Carl Finnegan who'd played pro. They had um, John Shaw who'd played pro as well. Yeah. They were throwing all sorts of money about and like that's where they are now because they've just they've just decided right we're going for it and they went for right. it. Well they've won we a Bears trophy since then as well, haven't they? So exactly, mate. They've, they've, <laughs> they've, they've kicked on nicely. And like Hacker only stopped playing a couple of years ago. And yeah. John Shaw, I'm sure he was still there recently as well. They had a great side then. Um but I came off the pitch and my dad, my dad was up. My dad always came to watch, like watch all the time. And he came off and he went, Oh, you were right. You did get to shake his hand. And I was like, I know it was amazing. Like a proper <laughs> fanboy. And uh, we came, came off and he went, um, you got B4-1, you know. And I was like, I know. But did you see when I tackled that as well? I tackled him <laughs> once and I was like, yes, yes. That was it for me. I was buzzing. I've never been like so happy coming off the pitch, getting me, getting me arse handed to us as well. <laughs> But it was, it's, it's mad, man. Like he, he was like 34, 35 or something. He was rapid. He was yeah. absolutely rapid. And I was just like, I'm 25 or 26, and you like so fast, so fast. It was mental. <laughs> mental, man. But as I say, that's the, that's the standards, isn't it? Like, the, oh, the, completely. Incredible, man. Incredible. Absolutely. Him to be playing at what? His lowest? Lowest? Yeah, he's ever played in at 36 or something, Absolutely. and I'm playing at like my highest, roughly at yeah. 25, and I can't even live with no <laughs> Absolutely, unbelievable. So let's fi- let's finish off with a little, little bit of a little bit of live crack then. So did you eventually go? Yeah, well, the worst oh, mate, the worst thing was when I was at Durham as well. I just signed for Durham, and I'd been there about a month. We played Shields in one night and I played main. I scored. I played right back for some reason. We had a few missing and I scored, did really well. And he rang us after the game. I was in the clubhouse after the game. And he was like, um, I want you to come to Blythe. And I was like, you've done it again. Like when I'm really happy, just come somewhere. <laughs> and I said no at the game, like so stupidly. I said no. I was like, we're like right up the top of this league. We're doing really well. And he rang us at the wrong time. Obviously, I just played mint, scored, and I was uh, thinking, like, I was on top. Of, I was like absolutely up here. I was thinking, yeah. ah, no, I love it here. I love it here. Maybe if he'd rang us the day before, I'd have been like snapping his hand off. But we were there. As I say Bernard came in. Um, it went a bit downhill. Ian Chandler came in as the manager who was at Whitley Bay when they won the Vars like two or three times. Yeah, um, and it didn't really work out for him either because obviously, what I think what Bernard was trying to make the club into. Um, and then I, I stopped playing for a little bit um, and then I signed for Brandon United who were like poor basically but a lot <laughs> of lads were there who I knew and I went there with 
the bloke who was in charge, Vince, who was a lovely, lovely bloke, um, and he said, like, if you can come and help us bring players to the club because we need to try and stay up. So I went, we did that, we did all right. Um, and while I was at Brandon, Colin ran us again and said, will you come? And I was like, yes. And I was like, <laughs> I'm yes, I'll be there, what do you need me to do? And honestly, it was like a different world. It was still obviously part-time football, do you know what I mean? Like we used yeah. to train, train Tuesday, Thursday, play Saturday, which was a massive ask. But like, I worked in a call centre at the time I didn't finish till six and then I would like literally fly up the motorway. It was like 45 minutes from work, mm. an hour from home. I'd fly up there every Tuesday, Thursday. Saturdays might be a flight. Saturdays could be fucking miles away. It could have been in <laughs> Manchester. But it was insane, mate. It was so good. Like it had all that Bishop had, the college, crook, yeah. rolled into one and then times by 10. Like it was so professional. But then on the way back from away games, the bus was just as mental. <laughs> like, it was so good. Like we used to, you go to the changing rooms, and you'd have your own space to sit. Like it had your kit folded for you. Like your boots had been cleaned for you underneath your thing. You used oh. to pay the pay the kit man two quid a week, so he would like it would pay him. Yeah. He had a squad of like twenty odd, so he'd be getting like two quid per per person. Uh, however many pairs of boots you've got. So some people would be giving them four, six quid a game. Some would yeah. just give them two. And he would keep that money. And like he would get that and he would do the ground as well and all that sort of stuff. And it was insane. You had your own squad number. Everything was done for you like that. You'd just walk in, sit in your little seat. I mean, doing it as well. It's not like the, when you see the inside of Wembley with the booths. <laughs> it's just a bench. But it was insane. And like... Like after training, you had to have an ice bath after training if it was a hard session and stuff like that. And yeah. that was just a wheelie bin full of freezing cold water and ice. But <laughs> it was so, it was like never seen that like it before. On a match day, you'd go in, you'd have like a banana, you'd have like, there'd be some sweets. And then in the middle, they had like this massive bucket container thing just full of waters and Lucasades and fruit. And that was every home game. It was just, another level like I've never never experienced it before and I didn't know that it was going to be like that I was just going there thinking it'll be like going back to Bishop with with Colin yeah. again walked in and I was like whoa what is going on here like it was so <laughs> good so good but I can't remember what league that was it was like I'm not sure I'm not sure to be honest but I signed the day of that third round cup game against uh, Birmingham yeah. So if I'd have just gone earlier, I might have been in the in the squad that day. So it was a bit good. But I was there. <laughs> Went 2 0 up as well. It was a good yeah. day. Like. Really, good. <laughs> really good day. But I, I never I was only there this season because um Laura was pregnant um, yeah. with our first Oscar and there uh, we got towards the end of the season and uh, I basically said like I can't really keep doing this like Tuesday. Thursday, Saturday. Yeah. Like it was an hour's drive there, an hour's drive back three times a week. We were getting paid, do you know what I mean? It, I, I think we, I think I was getting like a hundred quid a week. Yeah. But like six hours of driving a week. Yeah. I was like pretty much not getting any of it anyway. It was just going in the car. Absolutely. So it was insane. And we we played with the best memory of ever one of the best memories I've had, even though I've won stuff, was like we played at um 
Ilkeston away on a Monday night, which was a strange day. Um, <laughs> and I was meant, like Laura was pregnant and she had an appointment, which I was supposed to go to. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I, I told them, I was like, I can't play that game on the Monday because we've got an appointment. Like I, it wasn't a scan, I don't think it might have been. I don't think it was, but I can't go because we've got this. Yeah, yeah. And then they said, look at it, they said, look, because it's a Monday, we've got a few people that are, are not available. We haven't got as many midfielders as we would have liked. Can you make it? And I was like, not really. So I spoke around, she was mint about Charles Asbury, mint of footy. So, and uh, I went down and played, um, played the whole game and I scored the equaliser in like the 94th minute or something. Yeah. It was unbelievable. <laughs> pitch was like a carpet, scored a header in the last kick of the game. All the lads jumped on us and that after the game and it was just so good. Like, just don't forget that. And it, in the end, it didn't even mean anything because we were trying to get in the playoffs and we missed out by like like one place or something. Yeah. But, um, what like unbelievable life. So good. <laughs> the closest I'll ever get into being a professional footballer, which is every kid's dream. Oh, and it was just cool. like, it was so good. So You've good. still been paid to play though, mate. That's, that's still something. Yeah, yeah. It, it's mad, isn't it, to think that someone will give you some money to do something you absolutely love Absolutely, anyway. absolutely. It's, There's a lot of people a, that, you know what I mean? There's a lot of people that think they can do it but can't do it. I'm one of them. I'm one you know now. I, mean? <laughs> I generally think I can do something. I'll watch something on the telly and be like, oh, I can do that. And no, no. It's mad, isn't it? I think football must be one of the only sports, mate, like... And I'm not digging this at you, but this is just in general. <laughs> where now, like you go and play five a side, and there's people playing who are absolutely terrible, but yeah. still love it and yeah. still go back every single week and they'll play and play and play, even though they're terrible at it. Yeah, like, I can't think of another sport where people would do that. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm terrible at it, but I love it. Mm-hmm. I, I don't. It's strange to love being terrible at something. Like, but it gives you that, doesn't it? Like, it's, it's, I don't know. Like, you, like, even if you're good at it and you've been playing terrible, you never yeah. think, oh, well, I'm not going back. You just think, I'll keep going and going and going you until I play it well again. Yeah. Yeah, completely. It's mad. Like, it is mental. It is mental. <clears throat> yeah, that, that was pretty much me, mate, playing non league. I mean, played Sunday football and I've had some, we had a mint side on a Sunday. Like, we won our Premier League on a Sunday and stuff like that. But as for like proper non-league stuff, like that yeah. was my main experience at Blythe, and and it was incredible. Like, I'll never forget it. Like, I, um, my dad still got like my dad must have been like one. Like, the, he doesn't say much. My dad, like, he's, he's very quiet. And when I was a kid, <laughs> the only thing he ever used to, I used to know I'd played badly if he didn't talk to us on the way home. That was when I knew. But, like, my dad must have been like the the, the proudest bloke ever because like he, he bought like a. A blind spot and scarf, either yeah. a fridge, fridge magnet with your name on in the club shop and stuff like that. And he still got on the fridge in the house and that. Like, it's, me- it's uh, mental. That's class. And, he, and he, he had it all. And like, he came, my father in law came up as well to watch a couple of games. And there's a photo of them two, like in the stand with their scarfs on, like, part of smiling. And that's one of my favorite photos. Like, <laughs> Amazing one. I love it. Absolutely love it. So, so as like as far as non-league goes, obviously you're saying the standard like it's the standard that you've played, and obviously there's lads that have played 
highest standard as well as that. Do you think the standards improving now? Like, do you think it'll ever like maybe it's not like national, maybe it's not like conference north level, but like you know the national league where like you're just above the football league. Do you think I'll ever be completely professional at some point? I I think because well, from if I can only go off like my area, I think that. Like, obviously, the conference, I'm pretty sure they'll all be full-time now. I'd but, say so, yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, the ones below, like, you see in there, like, the National Leagues and stuff like that. Now you've got some massive clubs in there. You've got, like, um, like Chester, teams like that that have been yeah. in the Football League before. And I'm pretty sure them who are at Salford are at Chester now. Then yeah. Too, I can't remember what they were called. But, like, I'm pretty sure they're, they're aims to play to manage in the leagues. There's so many more clubs... Even from the lower league down, like like what I'm saying about Spennymoor and like uh, Darlington and all them yeah. teams going up and mask, they've all got ambitions to go as high as they possibly can. So now that these clubs are starting to, to really go for it, like that, I've seen there in the last five years, I think there's been four or five teams promoted from the Northern League who have kept going up. Yeah. So at that rate, if you keep going, I don't see why those national leagues wouldn't. Yeah, like absolutely. When we're a bit older. Absolutely. There's no reason why not. There's enough talent, mate, because some of the lads that were playing in the Northern League and didn't go up because of the travel were yeah. more than good enough to go and play higher. And there was lads playing in the Northern League when I was at Blythe that were a lot better than me. But yeah. they didn't, they didn't want to do all that travel, which was understandable when you have a family. That was why I stopped. Yeah. But it's um it's insane some of the, some of the players that are happy. To, to play in the Northern League, but they could have easily gone and played higher. Easy. Yeah. Easy. It is ridiculous. Like, I've got a list here of players that have gone from non-league to the top flight. So, obviously, you've got Grant Holt. Your main yeah. one's, obviously, Jamie Vardy. Uh, Charlie Austin. Mikhail Antonio. Chris Smalling. Yeah, Troy Deeney. Glenn Murray. Yeah. Yannick Balassi yeah. played for Rushton and Diamonds. Uh, Colin Wilson, who's currently at Newcastle United, he played for Kettering Town. He actually played yeah. uh, a loan game for Kettering Town where me and Dylan went and watched them play at home against Barrow. And then the following game, they went bust. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> <laughs> um, Danny Ings played for Dorchester. Ashley Barnes, he's played for Oxford United when they were in in the uh, in the non-league Eastbourne Salisbury City Andre Gray Jared Bowen now at West Ham Max Kilman who plays for Wolves he's been on loan at Maidenhead and Wellin and things like that so I think that out of all them ones that you've named there I think that Max Kilman's the only defensive player so it, it, it is a lot easier for clubs to take a chance on like an attacking player so it doesn't work yeah. out it's, it's not like they're costing your goals but um. When I was at Blythe, and I'm just saying it because he went to Carlisle, when I was at Blythe, they signed our centre-half, Nathan Buddle. Yeah, I, yep. Yeah, he went there. I don't know how long he was there. He's back at Blythe now. He's captain of Blythe, actually. But um, I'm not sure how many games he played or anything like that, but that was uh, that season. He went to, to Carlisle. Obviously, it's not the Premier League, but um, it's just it, you don't really hear of them taking the yeah. opportunity on a defender which was big, and Jarrett Rivers was with us at Blythe, and he went to Blackpool that year. Yeah, he did, I. 
it, it does happen. Like people do get the chance. And when we were there, because they'd had such a good cup run before I got there, yes. there was, uh, quite a few Scottish teams were trying to sign a few of the lads. But money-wise, it was just like I think Alloa tried to sign two of the lads. Yeah, they were only offering them like three hundred quid a week. In the yeah. like, you got to travel all that way up there. Yeah, like I get a hundred here plus going to work. So it's just not financially worth it at all. Yeah, absolutely. Doesn't make sense, does it, sometimes? Crazy. I didn't know some of them had played there, non-league. I, got, I never realised um, Charlie yeah. did. I mean, you can even go as far as recent you know, so recent England international. So you've got Callum Watkins. He, uh, not Callum Watkins. Um, Ollie, Ollie, Ollie Watkins. Watkins. He was playing yeah. in the non-league. Um, and you've got... Uh, would you call him Dominic Calvert-Lewin? He's spent a loan spell at um, Staley Bridge United as well. So it's good for people, I think, you know, because it's it's completely different. Like I know, obviously, like now you've got more Premier League getting more and more cameras, and then as that's filtering down, the Championships now getting more and more cameras on everything you do, and yeah, like even northern, like non-league clubs and stuff record their games and. Some of the Northern League clubs now, like it's not on a great camera or anything, but they still record their games and yeah. And, like, if you go and play non-league, like some of the lads that are playing non-league are, are, are awful. Like they'll they'll nip you, they'll punch you, they'll stamp all over your feet. And I think if the younger lads who are playing pro get go on loan to places like that, like it, it obviously it obviously helps, doesn't it? Especially yeah. if these strikers, like the amount you've just named. Yeah. Lots have been toughened up and have gone back to the Premier League and then these centre-halves can't get away with what they get away with. Yeah, like absolutely. In non-league, so that they end up scoring loads of goals. and, and that, Well, most of them are absolutely flying, aren't they, really? Yeah. Well, I think the, the main one, like, I think the poster boy for, like, this, like, younger lot is definitely Jamie Vardy, isn't it? Like, he's gone from being Halifax, Fleetwood to... You know, he's won a Premier League, he's played in the Champions League, he's won an FA Cup. He was part of a World Cup semi-final squad with England in 2018. So if there's anyone who's really kicked on from being like a non-league footballer, it's, it's, it's him, isn't it? And I think maybe it's before then you've got like Stuart Pearce, who left non-league yeah. to go and play for Coventry back in like the 70s or the 80s or something like that. But I think for the poster boy for success from non-league to you know, achieving it is definitely Jamie Vardy, isn't he? Because, and it's nice to see that he hasn't lost it as well. Like when he scored against Wolves and he ran to the Wolves fans and howled, you know what I mean? Like he's still got that shithouseness yeah. about him, which is class. Yeah. It's what people love though, especially like when you like fans of football love that side of it. Like anybody loves that sort of stuff. Like we were <laughs> just playing the other week and there was a free kick and one of their lads bent down to pick the ball up and obviously the game stopped, but our lad just rolled it through his legs. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Just absolutely no reason to do it at all. And everyone was like, whoa! Like, <laughs> but you're just like, oh, it's just brilliant. It is good, but isn't it? You see all these stories of, of it going the other way as well, which is which is a shame for a lot of lads where, like that, I was saying about that other podcast I was listening to, and like Jamie Vardy was at Fleetwood when that Seddon was at Fleetwood. Yeah. Um, and obviously one went one way, one went the other. Absolutely, it just, it just happens, and some of the lads they've interviewed on on that podcast have been like, um, uh, they were interviewing a lad, Adam something, who was at Liverpool, and um, he was there when Brendan Rodgers was there. He was like 18, 19. He played in the first team. He scored, and then he's twenty seven now, 
in his playing on league football with um I can't remember who they said it was, but it was like a team down in that Manchester area again. And yeah, just like it's it's just so crazy. But he was saying about like how a few things didn't go right. Um, when he got the end of his contract at Liverpool, he said, we don't really see you getting in the first team anytime soon and you're nearly 20. Um, he went to Yeovil, uh, went there on a, like a decent contract and the manager didn't like him after a while, fell out, dropped another league to get games, dropped another league to get games. Yeah. And he was like, it, it just spiralled and he said like off the pitch and stuff, mentally he was all over the place and, and it just it, it's awful and it just it does happen. But as you say, there's always the other stories of the people who have who have really uh, picked on and gone the other way. Yeah, I think you're right there. I think you've nailed, like put a nail in the coffin there when you say like as much as it is nice to see lads like Jamie Vardy succeed and they've came from from there and have worked up. It, yeah, you are right. It does work the other way. Like you have lads that like you say like you they start at the big time and ultimately end up playing for the pub team on a Saturday which it is quite and I don't think enough light gets shot, shot on that sometimes no I, I don't think it does it must be hard for people like as you're saying like even I said there before I played for Bishop Auckland and then went for Chesley Street and Talon and the difference even in that and that's yeah. nothing do you know what I mean like it, it's it's a league it's just a mindset of different coaches and stuff so to go from Liverpool to Yeovil to non-league or whatever it was I can't remember how we actually did it but yeah. that must mentally that must you must yeah, be absolutely. Thinking, well at 18 year old I was playing with he was playing with Gerard and Suarez and yeah. like that. and then obviously ends up in non-league and it's, it's, how, how do you how do you deal with that I think yeah like, completely I've made it and then finding a job <laughs> <laughs> so we'll finish off with well, what is what I think will be quite a success story for non-league at the minute. So, in November 2020, Canadian actor Ryan Reynolds and American actor Rob McElhenney, I hope I've said that right, they <laughs> formed the uh, R.R. McReynolds Company and they announced that they were taking over Wrexham. And, uh, well, everyone's just kind of spiralled spiraled on upwards since then, haven't they? Like, I mean, the Saturday night... With Phil Parkinson in charge at the minute, so obviously that's why they're in eighth. Oh God! The less said about Phil Parkinson, the better. But that's just something that's completely mental because you know, like them two, you know, they're like well-known actors, and they've went yeah. and bought a non-league club in Wales. <laughs> I wonder what, how that came about. Why, why Wrexham? Why yeah, just... I've got no idea how they've like. Well, it, it's good. I, I, I prefer them to buy someone like that than buy a league club and give them yeah. a Yeah. I mean, they've been in the league before, Wrexham, obviously. But, yeah, they have, yeah. Because the I run... think of Wrexham, I think of Lee Trundle. That's the first player. I <laughs> like, it's just like, I can imagine if they'd bought Blythe, mate, when you were there. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I'd have been shipped straight out. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like it's it's it is it's nice that luck, I suppose, isn't it? Yeah, like it is nice that they've it's 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 refreshing to see them do something like that because it's kind of shone a light on non-league footballing on these shores. Like, I mean, it's gotten that well that well they bought it in November twenty twenty twenty, so last year, 
and they're already on FIFA 22. You know what I mean? So something's working down in Wrexham. Like, whatever they're doing, it's working. So, I mean, it just shows you, though, like, it's not just about, like, throwing money at it. Do you know what I mean? Like, they're obviously doing the right stuff off the pitch as well to make sure it goes goes the right way because you see with owners all the time, they, they, they come in and be, like, they've got nothing to do with football, Ryan Reynolds. Like, I know. <laughs> they've obviously just... They'll, they'll put a bit of money in, but they've put the right people in the right places to make sure that it goes the like goes the right way. Well, all the time with well, even but with Durham, Durham City. Yeah, exactly. Like when, when Bernard came in, no one expected it to go the way it's gone. Like now, they're sitting bottom of the second division in the Northern League. Yeah, like, just crazy. Like they got beat ten nil last week. It's just, <laughs> it's, just, it's just gone gone completely the wrong way. But when he came in, everyone's thinking, whoa. This bloke's played international football. He's played all over the world. Aye. Durham's going to kick on, but if stuff's not done properly, it's not going to happen. Yeah, absolutely. It's just just one of those things, but at least it is refreshing to see things like that happening. So, wish Wrexham all the best, I suppose. I don't know if they'll get promoted with Phil Parkinson in charge, mind. Yeah, hopefully they'll they'll get rid of him and then get promoted. (laughs) (laughs) So, that's... That's what. That's what. That's pretty much it. That's all I've got really for for non-league. It's it's it's, it's one of them subjects. Where if you know, if you know, if you're in the know, then you know, don't you? Or if you've experienced it, then then you've experienced it. Like I've got a couple of lads I used to play football with that play non-league. I think a lad that I used to go to primary school with actually plays for Blythe Spartans now. Alex Mitchell, goalkeeper. I think he plays. Oh, for, right, okay. I think he plays for Blythe Spartans now. I couldn't tell you if he does or he doesn't. That's that's how much knowledge I know about non-league football. But no, it's good. It is good, and it's. I mean, you've got to start from somewhere, haven't you? Yeah. Well, I mean, we we I'm coaching the kids side now. We set up a like a brand new club about two years ago, um, called Belmont United, which is where we live like, yeah. in, in Durham. Um, and we've gone from literally what like nothing or one kids team to start up. I think we've got ten now in two year and then we've set up an adult side on a Saturday in the Wearside League which is like the lowest league you can get so it's like three under the Northern League um, yeah. and we've got a plan in place to hopefully get to the Northern League um, and basically see how far we can go Why so not? that's, that's um, where we are like my little boy's playing for Belmont United Eagles under sevens it's his first game this weekend so I'm excited about that as well but oh. Just football, mate. Like, if you don't love football, right, well, what do you do with your time? Oh, yeah, I can't <laughs> fathom. I can't fathom how people don't like football. <laughs> just don't get it at all. I just don't know what. Like, I, I relay everything back to football. Even I've had job interviews and they've said, "Oh, how would you manage this situation?" And instantly goes straight back to football and answer <laughs> it. And, and I just think they must look at us and think, "What is he talking about?" <laughs> So what what colours the Belmont United playing? He's playing red and white stripes. Oh, if only, mate. The bloke who started the club, Newcastle fan, and me. Oh. But, but we're playing royal blue, so it's fine. Never playing trust, royal blue. Never trust a mag. That'll be black and white shortly. <laughs> it won't be. <laughs> but I've managed. I've managed to get the the away strip with the adults is all red. So I've 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 getting it in. Yeah, get it in slowly. Got a red top, red shorts with a white stripe down the side and red socks. <laughs> I've getting it in somewhere. It's close enough. It's close enough. I know. 
Well, if you ever need a bang average holding midfielder, mate, just give us a ring. I thought you were a left winger with no pace. No, 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 no. I'm not a left winger. (laughs) I don't know why I got put there. Square pegs in round holes of that day, I think it was. I think we've all been there. (laughs) So, before we finish this episode then, what's what's going on with T7? What's what's fresh? Um, not much at the minute, mate. We we did a shoot um a month ago. Um and we, we started putting it all on the website and stuff. Um and then we we sort of had a, a bit of an issue with some of the, the tracksuits that we'd get. They weren't they weren't the right fit of, of what we were doing. So we sort of got a we had a bit of a delay. So we've still got some stock there that's we're doing through just the Instagram page. So it's just message to buy if someone wants it. Yeah. But um, at the minute, the website's back under construction. Um, so we're all message to buy. If anyone wants it, it's still available. But um, it's all on a bit of a go slow again at the minute. Well, but we'll be back. We'll yeah, be back. absolutely. Be back with, be back with a vengeance. We'll be smashing right. it. Smashing we'll, it in no time. We'll get Belmont United up into the Northern League and then I'll whack it on their strip. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. And then we're gonna get you on for the quiz. Yeah, I mean definitely. Because I think we've got I think we've got a plan for the quiz and um you can you can be on my team. That'll do me. That'll absolutely. Do me. We'll smash it, we'll smash the I other w- two. I won my last quiz. Aye. <laughs> you did, you did, you did. You did. I was the only guest at the time, I think. <laughs> I think you've been the only guest since. Oh champion. <laughs> <laughs> So that's that's our non-league episode. Thank you very much for coming on, Sunshine. It's always no a pleasure to have it. you on. Oh, I love it, mate. Absolutely love it. We'll, Anytime. We'll, we'll look forward to having you on for the quiz. Definitely. Absolutely. So from me and, and Stephen, it's uh, Arrivederci. <laughs> See you later. Thank you.